Some wild cats. Do you hear me? We back with it, man. You're listening to some wild cats. You guys represent what is best in America. Hey, Craig, let me ask you: Do you use the same type of Beijing, or do you just like you mix that up? Like, like you do just for men? These dudes, boy. Y'all, I'm getting ready to push y'all up on something, man. From the DMV to Wildcats. Now, let's start the show. Okay, here we go, man. In five, four, three, two. Yes, yes, it's a Wildcats podcast coming to you live from some Wildcats studios, and I am Craig Black, and uh, you know, I always got my family in the building with me. I got my man, a.k.a. the old man, a.k.a. the agent. Uh, we don't call him that no more, but uh, he's here. What's up, Ant? What's up, Black? All right, all right. Also in the building, oh, this dude, he only comes around when we're doing something special, I tell you. We don't see him all the time, but uh, <laughs> we got my man Bags, a.k.a. the coach, a.k.a. the talent, a.k.a. What is up, Bags? Good to see you, man. What's up, my man? What's going on with y'all? <laughs> this dude hey, I'm always boy. with y'all, man, no matter whether I'm here or not, man. Hey, you are, man. I, I get that to you. You are, man. No matter what's going on, you will show up, man. You are. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Last but not least, in the building, we got my man, Dirk, a.k.a. the money, a.k.a. the sponsor, a.k.a. he pays all the bills, but we ain't got none. What's up, Dirk? What's up, Black? What's happening? How's everyone doing today, tonight? All right, all right. So uh, we missing a couple of members. Well, they, they couldn't make it, so, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do. All right, now... This is a special show because on the show with us, my man, Go-Go Mickey, he's having some technical difficulties, so we're going to bring him in the show a little bit late. All right, so this podcast is about us and our friendship over the last 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years, and about the topics we want to cover because we don't give a goddamn about what you think. It's all about what we think, all right? So let's get it started. Let's go into the NBA, and let's talk about the second coming of the human highlight film. Let's talk about this youngin', John Moran. He Memphis Grizzlies, the dude is balling right now. Is he not? Is is he the front runner for the MVP? Am I? Am I wrong for saying that? Uh, am I wrong? He's in the conversation. Yeah, he's close. But he's not front runner. Yeah. He's not front runner. So who nah, would be the front you got, runner? You got the reigning MVP who's balling. You got Joel Embiid who's balling. Yeah. Um, you know, those got, just yeah. stuff. Still. You got, you got, uh, from, you, uh, yeah, you still got Greek the Freak. Still in the mix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, he's in the conversation. He's definitely in the conversation. But I look at his team now. His team is, he doesn't have the supporting cast and them other players got on that squad. Did you just know? He, he does. Oh, he does. So he has a militant. So he has a holiday. He has a, he had, I mean, milit- he had mil- militant, militant. I mean, he no, got, I'm talking he got, about. I'm talking, I'm talking about the Greek freak. That's the Greek freak has a supporting cast. I'm talking about John Morant. But tell me who oh, he John has. Mar- that's John that's, that's equivalent to to those players on his squad right now. No, I everybody, mean, no, every no. every doing a little. I, I see him about to uh, do some little fact checking and googling, trying to get some names yeah. up right now. But uh-huh, I am. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is, this guy, his team has turned around since last year. You know. 
these other guys, you, you know, indeed is running with the same squad. You throw in Harden now, but he has all-star players beside him. You know, John Morant is the all-star player on his squad. So it's like, why wouldn't he be the well, front runner? I will say this. The Memphis Grizzlies are a better team than some of these other ones that, that you mentioned. And his, his supporting cast, although you may not have heard of them or you may not know of them, they're probably just as strong or just as good as some of these other guys. You know, they just don't have the all-stars and stuff. But they got right. some strong some strong supporting cast on their team and stuff. So They're solid. They're definitely a solid team. Okay. Yeah, so. but uh, John Moran, he averaging what? He averaging, he averaging 29 or something. I mean, he had like 40, 40 plus in the last six games. He dropped, so. 50, I mean, he he dropped 52 last week right. in one of them games. That's what I'm saying. He's he taking over. He's a yeah, special he, player, man. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. He's still real. He's only like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, ain't like he big. It's definitely yeah. not his body mass. I mean, he's thin. But that's he's hella athletic, though. Oh, my he, he, he's He's a young version of, remember the old Derrick Rose? He's a young oh, version yeah. of that. Explosive, yeah, true. athletic. You know, I, I think he's probably a better shooter at this point in time in his career than Derrick Rose was, but... Yeah. You know, um, and that's one of the things that he's improved upon his game over the last since last season is just his perimeter shooting and stuff. Yeah. So, so now you can't just back up off of him and stuff, man. So, you know, he's the one thing I do like about him, man. He's improved every aspect of his statistically from the previous season and stuff. So he's gotten a lot better and stuff. So, plus he a but dog. He, but that, I'm yeah. just trying to get. I'm just trying to make him the front runner. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say that he's like the number one. Dude, right now, where they sitting at? Two, two, but he's sitting at three or four or something like that in the I think West. I, say, I gotta look, but you still got Phoenix, you still got Golden State. Yeah, so I think they're like look. three or four. They, they might be three yeah, or four. So I think they behind Golden State. I think they three. They definitely behind Golden State because Golden State, like Golden State, number two, Phoenix number one. Yeah, I'm almost positive they three. Yeah, they're they're, they're three, but they you know they're still eight and a half games back and stuff. So you know they're not gonna catch the Suns probably. I mean, just for the turnaround that his team has had this year, I think he should be the front runner. I mean, well, well it ain't really been a turnaround, Black. I mean, they were pretty good last year too. They pushed Golden State, you know what I'm saying, to the brink last year. Him yeah. and Steph had some good battles in that series that they played. And that's the thing about him he he wants to challenge. You know what I'm saying? When it's Steph, when it's Chris Paul, he the top the top jokers. He he want that smoke. All right, so he's in the running, okay, but he's not the front runner for MVP right now. All right, so Wildcast Podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast Studios. We live on our Facebook page, on our YouTube, and on Twitter right now at some Wildcats. And uh, just talking some uh, NBA right now. Let's go to our home team. Let's talk about the Washington Wizards, man. Um, it's not much to well, we talk about. Right. I stopped watching them, man. I'm sorry, man. I, I just can't Who do it. Who plays for them anymore? You know what I'm saying? Why we get the suppose whatever the guy from D- Dallas, he ain't played there. He come here, he ain't playing. Well, well, what's the use? Yeah, Pozinus. Why? The unicorn. Why? They call me unicorn because you never see his ass. That's why he yeah. unicorn. <laughs> look at look at Dun- Dinwiddie. Look at Dinwiddie. He went over there balling, averaging like twenty for Dallas. Yeah. Why we get rid? Why? And then he got rid of Trez. Come on, man. We need a toughness. I didn't understand that move. I still don't understand it. They lost me. And I, I'm a fan, but I, I, I can't watch them, man. I can't watch them. The Wizards are tanking for the first pick. It must be. I don't I don't see how that's – I don't see how that's uh, trying to keep uh, Bradley Bill. I mean, he is, can is, opt is out. He, does he have another year or is he done? This, this is up for him. After this year. After this year, he can opt out. Well, Bradley Bill done made like $200 million off of them, bro. So, I mean, at this point in time <laughs> – 
You know what I'm saying? I think my man headed out of town with his 200 million and go somewhere he probably get a chance to win some games, man. Well, I mean that's that. I mean that's the thing. That's what you was trying to keep him there, and is is what? I mean, what are you doing to to try to keep him here? I thought he was happy with the pieces that we got, getting rid of Westbrook. Obviously, I mean, man. You know the problem that I got with the Wizards right now, man. To be honest with you, is the what? fact that it seems like every acquisition they get, it's they a try. To the, yeah, it's a for, and I, and, yeah. I, I, it's just basketball is just not. A, a a major part of where some of these guys are coming from, and it's like if you take a look, the large part of their roster that they that they're kind of put together are made up of, of foreign players. But is why is that a bad thing? I just saw an article that you know they were comparing that foreign legion, what they called it, to what the Spurs did back in the day with their foreign players. So you don't think that that could happen with the Wizards? The Spurs had one foreign player, bro. You talking about the whole foreign player? No, well, no, Tim's not. They had Tony Parker. I mean, I know Parker. They had Parker. They had they had Ginobili. Patty Mills and Tim But you know, they, so, the, they, the, the Spurs are almost like the Patriots. They want that diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? Late round picks and whatnot. But we getting individuals that's the cornerstone of our team, and and they not panning out. I mean, it's in the Spurs heyday. You talking about what? Duncan Robinson, Kawhi Leonard, Tony yeah. Parker, Ginobili, Ginobili, and and um, Patty Mills, Patty Mills, Patty Mills. Yeah, I mean that's when they had, they had a they had okay. quite a few now. All right, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's just like I said, just the way they doing what they doing, the way they building, it just don't seem like it's no rhyme or reason why they do what they do. It's like could some, it just somebody could somebody explain to me why they made that uh, trade. Anthony, hey, to I be mean, honest with you, I think it was to dump, dump the contract. I think it was to dump them contracts to try Ooh. to reset this thing. Dump who yeah, contract? Yeah, going trades wasn't trades didn't sign that big contract when he no, left. Bertans crack contract was big, and he just I guess they I don't know what changed because they signed him just a year ago and gave him all that money and then realized that he wasn't that good. No, like, he's got I, I availability. Man. He's not on the court. I mean, what's yeah? But even when he is, even when he is, his numbers are not that good, man. He can't play. He can't play with what's. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I don't. I think they've realized that he just can't. He can't be on the same court as uh old boy. Old boy. Well, I don't. Hey, can you put that steak on the plate? <laughs> he <laughs> said, "Can you put that plate. steak on the plate?" He forgot. He forgot to <laughs> mute his mic. All right, so Wildcats, Wildcats coming to you live. Ribeye, <laughs> so, so Wildcats Studios, man. Hey. <laughs> We live on YouTube, we live on Facebook and Twitter. Got shout out to Talent, man. You got a steak coming, a nice ribeye. Hey, and, and they um, said, you know what? Hey, Bagley, I don't know if you you got the word though, man. They said you haven't been here in a while. Your nickname got changed from um, from the talent to baggage. Oh, to who? To baggage. To baggage. To baggage. The baggage? <laughs> he said, "What is that?" Yeah, we got to, to, to explain that to you. Look, you had to talk to Craig about that. Hey, we're gonna stay inside the NBA and move on to uh, let's let's go to the Brooklyn Nets real quick and talk about uh, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant just came back. Um, Drop 30. They still lost. Uh, he had nobody. <laughs> you know what um, I'm saying? And uh, Ben Simmons is still not playing. So, they, said he, they said he is still a few more weeks away. Come on, man. Come on. He hasn't played the whole year, so I'm trying to figure out how the hell is he a few more weeks away. That's what um, I understand. 
It doesn't make sense. If you haven't touched the basketball all year, he should. I can understand you being out of basketball shape and you need to get your minutes limited because you're going up and down the court. You can't keep up with the regular players. But how the hell can't you not be in the game right now? It's not like you've done. Well, he heard his back. His back is hurt. Man, he need to figure it out. Slim, that was a bad deal all the way around. The Sixers put everybody in a compromising position. That dude don't want to play basketball no more, man. The Sixers, it, 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 it didn't hurt the Sixers. your life and get paid, man. He don't want to play for it. It didn't hurt the Sixers. <laughs> Damn sure they didn't hurt the Sixers because you knew you what you was getting with Harden. You better believe it. But I, I still think that, I ain't going to lie, I still think the Nets got the better end of the deal just because of the draft picks. They got two first-rounders from the 76ers for Ben Simmons, and they picked up Seth Curry and who else yeah. did they get? Seth Curry think, and, and somebody else. I think I they still got the better think, the deal. I think, I think it'll work out for them next year. I mean, if he if he can come back during the playoffs, because they definitely would need him for defense, it's just a matter of if he's able to come back. Because they can, I mean, they can, if, if they ever lift the mandate or whatever for the Brooklyn and, and Kyrie ever play home games, they'll be fine. You know hey, with the saying? federal I'm government saying. giving up the federal mask mandate, I mean, I think that might be sooner sooner than later. But the thing is, but you got you to gotta realize, they laid off a, a number of government workers for not having the vaccine and stuff like that. So right. that, even the mayor said that. He was like, I can't just change the policies for Kyrie. He said, I love to see him play. But you got, you got they, they laid off a lot of local and state employees for but, that. But didn't the president change the mandate for the, for the unvaccinated people that's in, um, like, no, regular people? No. no. So you they, still got to be vaccinated to get a federal government job? Well, they 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 had they they have the mandate in place. It's just a number of the lo- local and state uh, government agencies haven't forced it because it's still in place. Even you know, I have employees that you know they they still they want to you know it was supposed to be a certain date and it just basically went past that date. So nothing really changed as far as the. The president mandate, but you know what I'm saying. You have state level and and the federal level. You got to think. New York was in a bad situation for a while. They yeah. they was they were having major numbers going up, so they put their mandate in place. Remember, you know, even to go into restaurants, you had that show at vaccine cards and face face masks and everything. So they they were in a different state. So I, I don't really honestly I don't see it I don't see it being lifted because he's gonna have if he does it. It's going to be major problems for all those people that got laid off. How are they going to reconcile what they did with those individuals that they employees? I don't know. But they, they but they've been reporting that he's actually going to do it. But when I, I mean, but I, I, I mean, yeah, the numbers are going down. You know what I mean? But it's only like what a couple more weeks in the season. It's only a few more. It's not. It's a few more weeks. I'll be honest with you, Kyrie. Kyrie messed that whole situation up, man. Oh yeah. With his, oh, yeah. with his whole stance on the vaccine mandate, and they, you know, quite as kept, they said that Kyrie was one of the ones that chased Harden though. I believe it. But I the thing it. about it is, Kyrie has been kind of—I won't use the word cancerous—but he's been a disruption in every environment, every just about every situation he's been in. He's been a nah. Use that word cancerous. That's what he, that's what he is. What I you mean, talking yeah, about? Yeah, he has man. I mean, the, the players like him, but he he has an issue with. It's always with the man, with management, front office. You know what I'm saying? He, he's not bad in the locker room. I don't think. I think he's no, bad. No, no, no. He's not. He's not. He's not bad. Too? He's not bad on the floor. 
So, you know, his talent, his talent <laughs> outweighs what nice. they think of him. <laughs> That's the way, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. That's the I, I difference. All right, it's the Wildcast Podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast Studios. We're live on our YouTube page at some Wildcats, Twitter, and Facebook right now. And um remind everybody tonight's show we're supposed to have my man uh Milton Freeman on the show, aka Go Go Mickey on the show. He's having some technical difficulties, so uh we're gonna keep it moving real quick. All right, we're gonna stay in the NBA. We're gonna move to the LA Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> Why? Why and I wish the conversation? I, I mean, I wish Keith was um, here to, so he can try to defend this <laughs> this debacle or this, I guess, travesty that's going on in L.A. right now. Um, is, is is LeBron done in L.A.? You think he's going to come back next year? Yeah, he's going to come no. back. He's going to come back. Hey, he, he, he signed. He's, he he's under contract. What do you mean? He, he I thought he was on the one year. I thought he was on the one year. He can opt out. I thought he was on the one year. I think he opt out. I mean, he. I think he. But I think I thought his last one he ended up signing for like three years, if I'm mistaken. No, I thought, but he been there too. And he I might, think he, he might be able to opt out, out he, this year. He might be able to opt yeah, out. This yeah, he year, sets his contracts up. He can opt out every every two years, basically. Yeah, but I, I still don't think he's gonna leave, though. I mean, where he gonna go? Yeah, I mean, I mean really, you're right? Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what I tell do? you what, he he need to go somewhere that has a good, strong management and a GM, where he allows the GM to do his job. And he don't try to assemble these old ass rosters. He put together these teams with these old ass players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think you know because again, I mean, everything got to kind of run through him. LeBron, you yeah. want this player, you want this player and stuff, man. And you seen it all before. Like you used to see it like with the Redskins and stuff, man. They would get all of these players that were great in their heyday, but in the current time, they just weren't the players that they are now and stuff. And he, if he does decide to go somewhere. He needs to go somewhere where they allow management to do what they need to do and stuff, and let the GMs put together uh, those teams. I mean, well, I honestly, think going back to time, Cleveland, what he be did good. to the Lakers this year, his privileges are, are revoked. They should be. This is all him, bro. This is all him. I mean, if this, he could go back to the to the two Clippers, I mean, I mean, I mean, to Cleveland, they got a good team now. I mean, don't 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 sleep on yeah, Cleveland but it's a right good now. Team, it's a good team, like you know. But, I mean, LeBron fits right. He fits right into a team. But Cleveland, Cleveland ain't, ain't half bad without him. No, I, I, they, no but still, it's still LeBron. I mean, you're not going to turn down the chance to get LeBron and to bring him back. No, 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 no. But I, I don't know I don't know how much they would have to give up. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know how much you got to give up, and then you don't they have to lose a piece that's making them good right now to get LeBron. They may no, lose, lose, lose You know, lose a bigger question. You'll lose a lot. A bigger, a lot, a bigger they, question for me is why is the Lakers still even in – the, the 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 limelight in the media right now because they haven't LA. done anything. It's, LeBron, it's, Le, it's the Lakers and LeBron. It's the Lakers. You in LA? Always gonna be in there. And it's LeBron. Point yeah. blank. I just so, so you're saying so, so so negativity negativity is as 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 inter, more interesting than more positive stuff. Hey, yeah, publicity is good. No. For all the, it's like in, anytime it you bleeds, have LeBron, anytime you have anytime you have LeBron, you have a chance. <laughs> Okay, so they they go they make it they to the playing no, game. They don't got no they chance now. But that, but I mean, if they make it, if they able to make it to the playing game, and then I mean, AD is the is the reason. If AD at least was back, it wouldn't be going as much through this. So it, it's AD is AD is not available either. Big waste of money. Yeah, he's never available. That's why. That man always hurt. Always, and it's it's been like that. You know what I'm saying? So. You can't. He he wasn't relying. LeBron was relying on AD. 
They got that hey, championship with that up. asterisk beside. A- AD with Rich Paul. He with Rich Paul too, right? Of course, mm-hmm. of course. So of Rich course. Paul got him paid. That bam is not man. He's break his body been breaking down for years. But you got you. What do you, I mean? They, they was going to pay him. They had to pay him. Anybody would pay him. They just he he just not available. I mean, you know what I mean? It wasn't easy to make a cho- choice to to give him the contract now. But he he always coming to find a way to get hurt. I don't know. All right. All right. So Wildcats podcast coming to you live from some Wildcats studios um, in our chat room. I got to shout out my man, Danny Malloy. What's up, Danny? He said he needs to play with the Cavs. He wants LeBron to go to the Cavs. The Lakers and Cowboys stay in the news all the time. Yeah. And we got our first troll in our chat room. From the Nazi party. I kid y'all not. Wow. Y'all look in the yep. chat room. Yep. I y'all see look it. in the chat room right they're now. To, they might try to come on here. They <laughs> might try to come on here and, 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 and say some racist stuff, but don't try it. It is from the Nazi party, Adolf Hitler Holocaust. Wow. I ain't going to say the last part because that'll probably get me in some type of trouble somewhere. And, um, fucking crazy, boy. Yep. But you know what? They, wow. They're not on our Facebook stuff, so I don't even know how they on here. Like, you know. They, well, you know, we, our chat includes YouTube as well. Our chat. Yeah. Oh. It's, show, it's, showing, it's showing a YouTube symbol on, on, the, on the symbol. Oh. Uh, that's, yeah, they, they chatting yeah. in from my YouTube feed. It is what it is. So, and do your thing, man. Go in there and cuss them out real good. Talk about them. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, let me, but let me, let me, let me say, I don't know if we, you know, was bringing up, but as far as Duke and North Carolina go, did y'all see the prices they are charging for that oh, you, last you, you, game. See, when you when you come in late, Dirk, <laughs> you, you don't you're not part of the prep of the show. You didn't hear that, that was going to be this dude. Well, let's change subjects and go to Dirk's topic. Let's talk about it. It's Coach K's last game, <laughs> and they're playing right now as we record as we do the show live and record yep. it. And they're down wow. twelve with thirty one seconds to go. Yep. Oh wow! And, Way um, to go, Hubert Davis. Yeah, right. Well, Coach K's last game, and uh, this is what happened. For those those tickets, according to uh, Vivid Seats, Mm. the average ticket price for his his final home game was more expensive than all but three Super Bowls since 2010. That's crazy. That is crazy. And the average price, a wrong slide, and the average price for the tickets was $5,300. God. Damn, for the Cameron crazies. Um, but I wonder if the former players had to pay that. Nah, I doubt it. It, it was it was it was like eighty of them that came back. I, I, I can't. Yeah, it I was think. quite a it was quite a few. The funny thing it about that, I was watching a um, NEC game between mm-hmm. Brian and Mount St. Mary's and Chris Duhon, who used to play with Duke, is on the coaching yeah. staff at uh, Brian and stuff. And you know, oh, he, I he didn't know that. Me, yeah, I just peeked that. Out. I, I literally. We're just sitting here watching it and stuff. So, are we going to talk about the fact that they they hired another white dude with all them black coaches that's been there all them years? Well, you surprised? Not really. Mm. Who did they? Who did? Hold on, hold up. You said they hired. They, so there's a system coach. There's a system coach right now and former player. Yes, he's on the coaching staff now. Oh, so he got the guy job already. It's already signed. Oh yeah, deliver. yeah. It's all. It's all. It's a done deal. But he's but he's uh, never had a head coaching job. He's always been. An but did you hear? But did you hear Tommy Amaker? Because uh, I think Shiver is the one they actually going to bring on. He's going to he's going to replace Coach K. But he's never had a head coaching job. So Correct. Tommy Amaker has been in the game for a while, and they said that Coach K discouraged Tommy Amaker and the administration from bringing Tommy Amaker on and stuff. Wow, see that? Oh, that's crazy. Shit. Yeah, I heard that too. 
We're coming out the chat room. Uh, my man Richard Sullivan says, "Fuck both of them teams, Carolina and Duke." <laughs> hey, is Tommy Hammer? Is Tommy Hammer still coaching Harvard? Is he still at Harvard? He's still at Harvard. Yep. Yep. He's still at Harvard. Hmm. Wow. Which, I mean, that would have been an easy. That would have been e- easy hire. You know what I'm saying? But look Danny Malloy says, uh, "What's wrong with hiring a white coach, Tony?" It's not he don't have no. Co- it ain't, it ain't a, the white coach. You don't have no coaching. But, but when you got all those black qualified assistants that's been on his staff for all those years, and a lot of them have gone out and they've actually headed their own programs. Right. From an experience standpoint, I don't understand how you go just go down the bench and hire a white dude when you got guys like uh, uh, Tommy Amick out there. What's my man that coaches at UCF that pushed push Duke to the brink a couple couple weeks? Oh, uh, 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 du- uh, du- Dawkins, 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 yep. right? Dawkins, yep, yep. Why not? Why not a guy like him? Somebody yep. with experience and things. You understand what I'm saying? And, and was on his assistant coach for a long time. I don't got a problem. I don't got a problem that he's white. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, but, white and black. But I mean, it's just that he didn't have again, no. My thing they is, always had opportunity with not having no experience. That's, that's we what can't, I'm saying. We can't. We can't. We can't have. We can't have that. Not to have experience like that. And yeah. get an opportunity. That was for you, Danny Malloy. Uh, yeah, Danny Malloy, I man. think you did get the resp- you get an answer to your question, man. Shout out to uh, my man, uh, Big, Big Boo Byron Law, another Wildcat. All right, some Wildcast podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast studios. We're live on our Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube page at some Wildcats. Now we're going to switch gears and go to a little bit of entertainment, but it's going to stay in the realm of college basketball. We're going to talk about the show Snowfall in their season premiere. In the opening scene of their season I, five. Oh my goodness. In the de- in the depiction of Lynn Bias That's overdosing. What? Right. I didn't I didn't see it, y'all. I didn't see it. Who who, who who bought off on that? Who sold off on that? How how was that? How were they was able to do that? I when I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah, but you know what, and to be honest with you, in all fairness, it was what? national news. Yes. Okay, it so was, what honestly, they, they didn't they didn't yes. have to say it was Lim Byers or what? I mean, what? What? what who? What do you mean? I don't think they said it so was. I think, I, I, I didn't no, see they the said Lim Byers. They said Lim Byers. He said his name. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, it was exactly everything. What it was. Exactly it, what was around Lim Byers. It had him like. It, was, it had him like in the room in the in the <laughs> college dorms after the draft, and they said Lim Byers. Everything. I mean, it was. It was everything. And a, and a big point in this season right now is because of. There's a, a a crackdown on the cocaine in because of the publicity of Lim Bias having his overdose and dying in the series right now. Now it affects us hard because we're in the DMV. We all went to Northwestern High School. Lenny graduated from Northwestern High School. His brother graduated, so it hits home with us real hard. So, you know, it is what it is for us. But you gotta understand, outside of the DMV. Nobody cares. Nobody. It, I would say they care. They care, but they they're not it. taking they it. They're it. not taking it personal Correct. the way we are. You know, Correct. we're taking it like them motherfuckers. Why did they do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, hey, hey, art becomes reality, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it's just messed up. It's not like it didn't happen. No, it. it I mean, I, that, I, I guess it. I, I haven't watched a whole bunch of the show. But it seems to be set in those times, like back in the like eighties. It's in the eighties. It's in the eighties. I mean, that was a that was something huge that happened in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, it was, and that was the reason why they they changed the laws and cracked down on the crack pandemic epidemic and everything after that happened. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, true, yep. but I'm just like, dang. 
Mm. I mean, you know. Uh, uh, Danny Malloy said they showed his jersey. Um, yep, yep. They said his name. I mean, but, but, it, but, it was but, but let me ask like, you this. It's been, what, like almost 30, 35 years? Happened in 86. Was it 86 or 87? It, was, it had to be like 86. It had to be like 86. So you're talking 30 Cause, Yeah, because I was a freshman. I was a freshman. It was 86. It was, it was national news. 2006, and stuff. So it was, 2016. That's, it's been 35 years. 30, 36 you, years. It still hits home, like Craig said. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm Shocker. not saying it doesn't. It was a shocker for everybody in the DMV, I'd say that much. Yeah, oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. Hey, but, but but you know you know they do that today in these shows for shock value to get you to watch the show. Yeah. It's called the Craig Black syndrome. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know hey, what? Hey, remember, it, remember, it, we, we had, we had the, the, his Reeboks, and they, they took the, they took the bias sign off the back of the Reeboks. We supposed yep. to be wearing it for the season, and it yep. had, couldn't take, put the bias, but bias was supposed to be on the back of the Reebok shoes. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible, man. It's crazy. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about that. That was a really. Yeah, he was um, better than Jordan. If anybody wanted to listen to that too. Oh Lord, he was better oh, than Jordan oh. at that time. You better believe it. Don't even act what? like don't act like I don't know what I'm. I'm talking not about. saying yeah, he was better than Jordan at that time, but would he yeah, have been time. better than I'm Jordan? I'm just gonna say, wasn't '86 the year that he dropped 63 on Boston in the Garden? Jordan, yeah, it was yeah. That's why he was coming in the league. He was coming in. The, he was coming. Lenny right, was I coming. <laughs> and Lenny, Lenny, remember they they barely Boston. You know, they was close to them losing that championship. If they had Lenny, they would have won another championship. It would have been back-to-back. I, I, I agree with you, but I just remember the, the black and red Jordans. And, but and, they, and, they, and, they and lost, the Tony. Do, do, you remember, do you remember, I remember that, that, that they lost? Do you remember that they lost? I do, I do. 63? <laughs> I do. Uh, Damon Lloyd says that Bass would have put uh, the DMV on the map. Oh, he, did. Definitely. He, his did. Death, he did. In yeah. his death, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He was on the map at Maryland. He was on he, the he map. Put us, yeah. He put us on the map. He, with his Shit. death, I mean, it was, you know, it. What, what's crazy is, you know, when I when I think back to that time, you, you see that scene in Leland Hospital when you see that gurney roll up and to watch that image of him going in, into Leland Hospital and then to watch Jay get rolled into Leland Hospital this, at that years later. Yeah. It was like, God damn. It was like, it was like almost, was it a curse happening or was it? Man, I, it was. Yeah, his his mother, his mother was strong individual. Oh, that was man. all I said. Yeah. God damn. That's, right. That was, that's a lot. No but you haven't watched it, uh, Craig the Critic highly recommends Snowfall season five. Okay, go check it out if you haven't yep. already. All right. Did you just refer to yourself in third person? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's my <laughs> that's, alter ego, that's, sir. Right. That's, that's what he put on there. That, that's my alter ego, sir. All right, got <laughs> it. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, Wildcast podcast coming to you live from <laughs> some Wildcast studios. Let's talk about our Washington Commanders real quick. Let's talk about the possibility of getting a quarterback, a high-profile quarterback, into Washington D.C. and um. Our team, our organization made a bid. They've been trying to get at Russell Wilson, and um, they made a strong offer, <laughs> but it didn't go nowhere. Are you yeah, surprised? No. Hey, right. Why would he? Why, why? I mean, he could. He might well stay in Seattle. Yeah, this, he want to win. Surprise you, pretty? Right. He want to win. He don't want to come and come to a losing organization, and especially 
what y'all going through. That could, that's another whole something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how Russell Wilson is. Man, come he's on, not, the club, he's not man. part of, he's not part of he's us. He's not part of us. <laughs> what y'all going through? All that other stuff y'all going through? And what we going, going through? Mr. Season <laughs> ticket holder, you've been, been more watching the football fo- team. I'm a football uh, fan. I'm a football in the last fan. two years than anybody else on this podcast. I'm a football fan. It ain't, okay, it ain't I hear you. Them. Said what y'all going through? So and y'all still going through it? Yeah, come out the closet, man. Whoa! <laughs> oh wow! Whoa! Oh, you know what? Now that he hit that point, Derricka, come out the closet. All right, so Wildcast Podcast coming to you now. <laughs> wow. That's the inside joke. We're going to leave it right there, yo. We're going to leave it right there. <laughs> hey, happy 50th, my man. <laughs> you know, Eli, you've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks, man. He been yes, I have. Well, I've been, I've been waiting to bring that one out, boy. Oh, man, please. Man. <laughs> He's been sitting on that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Wildcast Podcast coming to you live from Wildcast Studios. We're live on our YouTube page. We're live on our uh, Facebook and our Twitter at some Wildcats. Let's talk about Joel MD. Let's talk about James Harden. Will they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Will they go that far this year? I don't, I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, what, you're not surprised what them, those two are doing. It's going to be those pieces that left, they, they're going to miss. That's what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? They, they played New York twice. I mean, they played Timberwolves, which is pretty good. But you got to wait till they really play some competition where they're going to need that bench and they're going to miss that shooting. So we should yeah. see, really, honestly. So time would tell. Yes, yeah. I mean, they did a good job, though, not giving up a lot of the young pieces that they, that they you know, that that, uh, that Brooklyn wanted. You know, Maxi, and I think it was, it was a, it was a Thibel. Thibel, yeah, that's defense. Yeah, they, they wanted him. I mean, he's an excellent yeah. player, man. That dude's a good player, man. No, he is. They, he, they, they, they young. They young. Players I, I like that. See, I want to see how that team handles adversity because as a unit, that team has done good with handling adversity all season for the past for the past last year since last year. But James Harden doesn't handle adversity well, I, I and that. when he starts facing adversity, his first inclination is to get out. And if they face, I'd be interested to see if they face any adversity. Adversity, what's his reaction to it, and how it's going to impact the team and stuff. Let me throw this monkey wrench in there, because Harden's Harden's contract's got to be coming up soon. No, what's up this after this year? They, yeah. they can do, he do can you get, see anybody he can get two hundred forty fifty million dollars at him from from here on out. So uh, you say his contract is up? That's that two hundred million dollar contract. That no, he, he can get he can get two hundred million dollars. The one that in Houston was like one eighty something. Yeah, okay. he, that's up. I thought that John was two hundred million, Derek. I thought it swore it was two hundred. It may be. I'm not lying, but he said they said he's up for another two hundred million dollar contract. But you, do you see anybody giving giving him another contract like that? What, what he's been doing the last couple years? Yeah, Rich I Sullivan. I don't, I don't see him taking that gamble. Yeah, Rich Sullivan. I don't see nobody giving him two hundred million. I don't see him getting another super large contract like that. Yeah, because right now it, it looks as though he only he only prepares and plays for the situation. Because you got to think when he left from Houston to Brooklyn, he was probably about twenty pounds overweight. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't in shape, injured immediately, and not when it was in time, and not until it was time for him to kind of leave and try to get a new contract and get traded and stuff. Is then when he kind of tried to get himself back together, tried to play and stuff. Even though he was hurt, you know, he's just. 
I don't. Yeah. I just can't see him being somebody that somebody just shoots. You know, gives a lot of money to and stuff. But I, I mean, again, six, Mr. Sullivan, you could him, be though. right. Somebody might give it to him. Six he puts the Wizards, which, which, which I, you know what? If anybody's going to do it, they would do it. But 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 I, but I'm going to say this: James Harden plays like a dude that got 250 million dollars. And by that, what I mean to say is, yeah, I'll ask you. Yeah, you, you break that down for me. Go he, ahead. He plays that he know he got that guaranteed money. He don't exert really no more effort than he has to exert because he know he's going to get paid. But Tony, his, his hungry to chase. But he's still he's still averaging like twenty five and nine and nine or something. I, I mean, I, I, I get everybody's that. saying that, but he's still putting up numbers. I get that, but what I'm saying is, Derek, I, I don't see I don't see hunger in him to be a champion. Oh, no, I, I, mean, I think I that sure. that dude, you know, ended up leaving the league with $400, $500 million and, and a couple scoring championships and the MVP. I think he's good, you know, with that. He he doesn't seem to me to be the type of dude that's, that's going to press the gas pedal all the way down to try to get that championship. To me, he seems like a, yeah. another version of Russell Westbrook. Westbrook is fine getting triple-doubles. I don't think I don't think Westbrook ever cares whether he wins a championship. Or not. I think that's kind of that. I, think that's kind of, I think that's disrespect to Russell Westbrook, man. I think Russell Westbrook. You think, is, you think Russell Westbrook? I think he's. I think Russell really has more dog in him and more. He really wants a championship. No I way. think Russ, Russell no, just I think, is not I think playing Russell, good. I think Russell Westbrook is self-centered in the way he plays and stuff. No way, Black. You can't win. Yeah, you he, can't win like that. That dude is like fine. If, he, if he's the triple double king in, 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 w, in NBA history, he's fine. Well, he's already he's already that. He's already that. He's fine. That Batman's getting forty million a year for another couple of years. He's fine. They gave away forty million. I, this year I just don't. Him. I just don't. I don't see that. I, I see Russell Westbrook as more more than the triple double, and I think he's been put into that lane just because of the triple doubles he was getting. I think he really wants to win, but his skills just have we're diminished. Not, we're not what disagreeing do, that he wants to win, about, but... What do you see about his, him this, this year? Wait, hold up. What do you his, see about his him skills, this year? I, and, I, and I just said his skills have diminished. Maybe because he's his with skills LeBron. Diminished. Yeah, his, his skills ain't diminished. Come on now, he was a totally different player last year with the Wizards than he went. But he's this in a different. He's in a different. He's in a different role with the That's Lakers versus so, the Wizards. A bit, so if his skill didn't diminish, maybe he's in a in a, in a different system that he can't thrive yeah, in. Agree. He, he looked a lot better last year with Washington than he's doing right now with well, LeBron like and the Russell, Lakers. Russell, Russell, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Russell Westbrook is the type of player who would be content with playing good in his team, losing yeah. as opposed to taking a diminishing role and yeah. winning. And I well, think you let that sing right it, Craig. Let it digest. Let it marinate. Danny, Danny Malloy said he agrees with me. Let's go to Danny Malloy. He said he agrees with me. He said <laughs> about Westbrook. Okay. So yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah, look in your chat real quick, and if you put your glasses on. All right. I'm not saying I, I heard what you said, but I'm, I'm saying this about Westbrook. He's not a James. James Harden doesn't do nothing on defense. Come on, now he's he's totally awful. He started playing defense what? A couple of uh, whatever. Westbrook to, don't. Westbrook does not play a lot of defense even now. He played defense too. I think. I think he's nowhere near James Harden. Come on, oh, now. I think that's kind of uh, y'all disrespecting Westbrook he saying this about ball. him. Man. Y'all ain't not right, deep, man. Come not on, on defense end. Not on defense end. No, no. On your realistic tip, most of the time, if you're a fantastic offensive player, usually get the dude that's the other team's best defensive player, which is not the most offensively proficient dude on the team. That's how you end up on an all-NBA team. Except when you have guys like Kobe that wanted that challenge. 
You don't have many guys that are primary scores, Hardens, LeBrons, and the rest of them. That's like, all right, you know well, what? You got, you got two. You got I'm two on the Clippers. Him. You got two on the Clippers. Paul George and, 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 uh, and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, though. I mean, they, they, they ain't to me. The only thing I'm saying is, it's kind of. I think it's kind of disrespectful to say that about Westbrook, man. That he's a, a James Harden. He has that. You know, you saying James Harden is content just to be out there, collect his check, and don't give a damn, shoot the ball, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He don't really care about a championship. That's what I, I think. think. I think Westbrook has a burn. He's really, he really wants a, a championship. He has that, you know. You saying something that we don't see, I don't think so. I don't like, think so. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that was he, interesting. He's content. And I don't know Westbrook stats. is content. Westbrook yeah, I'm not, is content. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that exemplifies what we're saying, Black. I don't know the exact stats, but he had a game this season where he was totally office, off office. He was on his way to almost having a quadruple-double with the number of turnovers. But he had more turnovers than he had anything else. And at the end of the game, when they took him out, they didn't play him in the fourth quarter, he was actually mad and was like, I felt like me, my presence on the floor gave us the best chance to win. And it's like, Slim, have you watched yourself? Like he, To be honest with you, when you look at his post-game interviews, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, but sometimes he just sounds fucking totally delusional he, about yeah. where he is and stuff. He, he's content. He's like, he's like, he like, see, like it's not his fault that they lose it. Yeah. And, and he turns the ball over like shooting and hitting the side of the basket, the backboard. I mean, he's he turning over like I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not denying that he hasn't had a bad season. I'm, right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he hasn't looked terrible this season. I'm not saying that. Black. What I'm saying is, I think it's a disrespect. To say that he is James Harden, I think that's kind of hey, fucked. Hey, up. Black, we hey, say he's content. He's I'm, content. I'm waiting for a post game interview when they lose by twenty. He be like, "Hey, I had triple double." That's that stigma, man. It's coming. That's that stigma. That's that's that stigma, man. That's what y'all doing. Y'all leaving that dude a triple. Double man, and uh, my man Danny Malloy said he gives a hundred and ten percent. He may miss a hundred shots, but he's out there giving oh, it. Nobody's, giving nobody's, nobody's denying that. Nobody's, nobody's denying that. Nobody wants to be a champion, man. That that James. You know, you know what it is, Craig? No, 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 Craig. This is what it is. He has Steph Curry confidence, but Ben Simmons shot right now, and oh, he shit. he doesn't see that. Facts. Damn, Facts. that's true, man. Damn, that hurt. Facts. He been in the league. Hold up. He been in the league. How many years? Ten years? Twelve years? Hey man, um, that's in the summer. That's that's five hundred jump shots a day, man. To improve that. That bam was one hell of a you know dribbler, man. Baseline to baseline and driving to the bucket. But that bam was going to build you a condo if, if he shoot anything outside. <laughs> Yo, I don't I don't understand that Lakers should have tried to trade trade for uh for for John Wall. They would have been better off. They should have tried to they give tried. him back. They, 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 could, they couldn't make the deal happen. They should have, because I don't understand why John Wall is still not playing. They got the same playing. money, though, eh? They got they the same the exact same money. Because that's why they were working from the Wizards to go to the, for him to go to the daggone, the, the Houston. I don't know. They, I mean, it's possible. They might, somebody might have wanted more than just, you know what I'm saying, player for player, I'm pretty sure. But, because you got to remember, when when John even when John Wall went over to Houston, Houston gave up some picks. It wasn't like players for player now. Hey, but check this out. Now that you done said that, how did they? How bad do things have to be for them to say, "Hey, you know what, man? Just stay home, man. We gonna pay you. We don't even come. We don't need you to come." 
How bad is that right there? Things had to be for them to say, we just going to give you 40 million. This don't come around. I, I think he, John Wall didn't want to come off the bench. I think that did, was the yeah, problem. He did. Yeah, he did. He, he that went was back, the problem. Yeah, he went back to management and basically said, hey, look, yeah. I want to play. Yep. And it was just like, you know what? We're going to bring you on with a diminished role. You know, we're going to bring you yeah. on coming off the bench. He was like, oh, nah, I'm not coming off the bench. They wanted to but go I with the young. They wanted to go with the youngest. They wanted to go with the youngest. They wanted yeah. to develop them. I was almost like, and Allen Iverson went to, uh, when he went to Denver, Detroit. To Denver, to Denver, yeah. It was a Denver, Denver, yeah, Denver, no. It was almost like, you know, but like, again, a lot of these older guys are starting to change their tune because remember Carmelo Anthony pulled the he same did, thing. Yeah, he put it when he went and to then when OKC. He set out, look, when he set out that whole year, he, they was just, he was just like, oh, yeah, you want me to come off the bench? Oh, yeah, I'm good right. with that. <laughs> right, right, right. You want me, you Portland, you want me to come off the bench? I'll come off the bench for you, man. Yeah. Whatever you need. I'm a team player. I guess it's, it's pride. Cause for forty million, man, I, I sell popcorn in, in the timeouts for forty million. But Tony, you know he's getting he's getting this forty million. He ain't That's what I'm saying. For forty million, million, I'm like, man, you want me to sell the popcorn too? Tony, imagine you get your forty million if you sell popcorn, or if you sit on the edge of the bench with street clothes on. I, I get that, Ed, but, but, but this is what I'm saying. You gotta remember, man, that Bama got hurt at home doing something that probably he wasn't supposed to. That Bama got hurt at home, and they said, "All right, man, we gonna still pay you your money." How do you, after you do that, and then you had a setback at home doing something else that you weren't supposed to do, how do you not humble yourself to say, all right, man, you know what? Fine. You want me to come off the bench? He was out of basketball for two years, eh? Come on, man. You got to know some of these NBA guys are some of the most egotistical guys, man. They just like, you know, some, he probably just felt like, man, it's nobody on this roster that's better than me, and I'm not going to play behind any of them. Man, that's, I, I feel you, bro, but I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I guess it, I ain't never had 40 million, so I don't know what it feels like to have 40 million. But, but it's like, at some point in time, I guess your agent guy be like, hey, dude, look, remember, you did get hurt at home, man. You know, you ain't get hurt in the yeah, gym. But, you, you but got, then his, you, you got, you got hurt true. going to the refrigerator, bro, like, and they still paid you, man. But, Sean, his response to that is, yeah, but is, did my check clear? Yeah, exactly. The bike? Is it a bike? I, I feel Okay, you. all right, all right. I feel you. But, but, I mean, how does your ego take it when you sitting on the side in street clothes and they like, he got a DNP. It ain't nothing wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? At some point in time, I mean, ego, yeah, maybe the first game, the second game. But you're 20 games in on the bench. All right, let's go, fellas. How do your teammates look at you at that point? But you know, it's a management issue because, again, when they try to sell, when they try to, like, like unload him onto somebody else, Right. Yeah. The other team's gonna be like, well, shit, why you not playing him? Is he damaged good? Is he bad? Uh, nah, I mean, the bad, he posted, he posted on his face, on his face, uh, IG, he playing every day, balling yeah. hard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, he, he's showing ain't nothing wrong with me now. Right in Miami, you know, so all they playing. You know, I, I think it's incredible. Y'all said it. I mean, $40 million to sit at home, that's. Yeah. That's sickening, man. That's kind right, of cool. right, right, right now. It's not him. It's right now. It's not about the money. He want to play. Honestly, I mean, yeah, we say that, but why won't management let him play? What's the deal with management? Why can't you? No, because they, they didn't want. They didn't want. They wanted to try to trade him. So it's like now. It's like don't nobody went that contract. But hey, they was trying. Same off. thing. Same thing. Who's New York started, did with um, with Walker. Who's who they started this there. whole thing? The Washington Wizards. It's all their fault. They paid him the money, bro. It started with them. But you got the he he was hurt the last but, two years. I mean, but then he was to their credit, 
to their credit, they was un- able to unleash that 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 baggage there and yeah. get rid of those, you know, that 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 bad that bad contract. Yeah. But why give them a contract? At that, that time, that, that, that time they, before he got hurt, he was balling. If, if, if I remember correctly, they they tore up his old contract like a year or two years before the other one was in and promised him that money or something of that nature. Didn't something like that happen? I don't know. I know he got paid prematurely on that contract. He had like one he had, to, he had to steal, but he had to steal He had to still been a top top at least top ten in point guard, if not closer. I mean, at that time. You know what right. I'm saying, it, but you know what I mean. It, you know what I mean. They they pretty much had to give him that contract. I mean, if he, anybody would have gave him that contract at that time, and then he was hurt for two years. All right, it's a Wildcast podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast Studios. We live on our Twitter, our YouTube, and our Facebook page at some Wildcast. So I'm gonna try to bring my man in right now. Nice champagne uh, just popped the court. Stare in the wild and uh. uh if you like it a lot, say what? Hey, duck, that's why that dog pray y'all, huh? Hey, we got a cat named Mickey from out of town. From the under the Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. This is best so far. For more than 25 years, there has been no rougher percussionist than my man Milton Gogo Mickey Freeman. He's a local legend known for his lightning fast hands, innovative grooves. Mick is a two-time Washington Area Music Association Award winner. That's the Whammies, if y'all, y'all, y'all know. Whammies is big in D.C., okay? As a member of Red Essence, he won an additional five Whammies and a covenant place in the WAMA's Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer, too. Born and raised in Washington, D.C., Mick grew up around music. His mother, uh, I'm going to say her name right, Chiquita was a pianist and a, and a singer. May she rest in peace. And his father, Milton, played guitar and sang lead for his R&B group, Mickey and the Blazers. When you go looking for stuff, you, I never knew that. I never knew that, man. I found some stuff about you, man. Mick is a prodigy of percussion, taking on the drums at two years old and congos at 14. He was inspired by the sounds of Sheila E. and got his style from local legends like Ricky Sugarfoot Wellman and Tyrone Jungle Boogie Williams. Mick joined uh, the reality band in 1980, following Stitch with Reds and the Boys and Air Raid. Mick joined Red Essence in 1984. That's just, we're going to stop there with all the bands. We got more bands to talk about. All right. He released his own instrumental album. It Gets No Rougher on Liaison Records in 1991. He created No Rougher Productions in 2008. Mick has played percussion with the late Prince Marky D and Heavy D. He also played with The Roots, Dougie Fresh, Teddy Riley, uh, Raheem Devon, and that's just to name a few. He also appeared with Ludacris during performances on Tonight Show with Jay Leno and in 2005 at the Video Music Awards with Aretha Franklin in her video, Jimmy Lee. Man, y'all give it up one time for the legend, the icon, the best Congo player in, in my lifetime. Y'all give it up for my man, Go-Go Mickey, man. What's up, man? Hey, man, I, I feel funny I can't see y'all. Like, I'm just talking to the screen. <laughs> Now, y'all got to believe me when I say he was having some technical difficulties. So let's let's go back. Let's go back to when you first, man. You know, it said you know you started off at two years old in the drums, fourteen on the congos, and your first band. 
how did you get with your first band? How did that happen? How did that happen, well, man? Actually, um, um, I used to walk. We used to walk to the Coliseum from my house. I live in Trinidad, Northeast. We should take uh, 8th Street. I don't know why we could have took Florida Avenue. But anyway, <laughs> we would go down past Wally Court. It was mm-hmm. a band, a uh, reality band, practicing down at down in the well in, in the house right there, in the alleyway. So they used to play outside in the little parking lot. And what had happened was the Congo player had got, I guess, the, I guess you could say five. Anyway, uh, Googie, the sound man for everybody today, my man Greg Burton, um, said if I get Congos. I could be in a band, which I didn't know how to play the Congos. I was like, like you said, a drummer at first. I can, I can, you know, play around. But anyway, I got the Congos like in like two days, and I was a spoiled brat. My grandmother took me to Chuck Levis. Got the Congos. Next thing I know, I was in the band. That's good business, man. Wow. So, so, uh, so you got on because. Uh, can we give credit to Googie? We can give we can give. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Googie, Googie is, is I call him my teacher. You know everything. I mean, I, I credit him to everything that's you know that, that happened after that for real. Because I I still go by what you know what he taught me. All right, so let's 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 fast forward, man. Let's get to where you know you 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 became that that icon. You know you, you know you did Air Raid. We know you did uh um raising the boys. But let's let's talk about the wickedest band alive, man. Let's talk about the inner city groovers, man. Let's talk about, you know, the soundtrack for my summers from shit from eighty three to to now. Let's, let's talk about how did you get with Red Essence, man? What was that introduction? How did well, you make it with them? What it was, my man, you know, me and Foots, me and Foots used to bowl together. So I did a show with them. Jungle Boogie had hurt his hand. I did uh Moonlight in with them right after I just finished playing with Air Raid. I did a show with them, and um, Foots knew I could play. And it, it came down to Jungle Boogie, you know, had a little situation. And they had, like, a vote. You know, uh, <laughs> Razzles had a joint we called uh, Top Hats, which was Fungi Ned, White Boy, and Foots. So that was, a, you know, the, the Top Hats. So they had, I guess, I guess like a meeting or whatever, and, you know, Foots voted me in. And I just went straight in with no, no audition. I just was dead. Next day, I know I was at band practice. You know what I'm saying? All right. That was never the type of band, you know. Like if you, well, if you got in the band, if you, I seen a lot of people come through that basement and they make it. Um, if you came for an audition, um, like I said, a lot of people got sent home, but they never was the type. Once you got in the band and you couldn't really, you know, they would never fire. They never fired anybody. I never seen unless you did something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But far as skill wise, I mean, um, they never really fired anybody. Far as you know, in my eyes. All right, some Wildcast podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast studios. We got my man Go Go Mickey uh, Milton Freeman, uh, DC icon, percussionist, hanging out with us, and uh, we're just talking about his days uh, starting off with Red Essence. He was, uh, he said, he was voted in. Um, all right, so you in the band, you doing your thing, man. So tell me about your introduction with, with once you got voted in how was your relationship then with Jungle Boogie were you was he, were y'all still kind of oh, cool that's my, yeah that's my big brother okay. I, I pick him up now you know we hang out we getting ready for that rational reunion too um May the 14th 14th yo so we just share the stage again um, like I said we just got uh we just got some awards from the mayor uh me Jungle Boogie Cup Sugar Bed Big Tony a couple of us 
And anyway, that the last time we really talked, you know, I gave him a ride home. But yeah, that's you know, I can call him and we talk all the time. Oh, that's good. That's a good business. Our relationship is solid. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, Red Essence, all right, let's go through the years. You you was with them for uh, how many years were you with Red Essence? 28 years. 28 years with RE. Mm-hmm. Damn. I went uh, uh, mm. 80, 19, 1984 to tw- uh, 2012. Mm. Damn, make you owe me some money. Because I remember, like, for a good 10 year span, I was paying like $15 to $20 three times a week to see y'all bandits play, man. So reparations. Black hole on Saturday. I guess I'm going to tell you what you did for me, though, one time, and I ain't get paid for it, so we could take it out of that. You was the first one to have me on the radio with live convos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That never happened before in life. That was the first time in life. I don't think nobody else ever did that. That was that old school Go Go show back with that uh, that that WKYS. I remember that my man, my man Go Go Rudy and Big John. We had that joint on Sunday nights. Yep, Mick came through. Man, you know what, Mick? Your personality and. Benny's personality is exactly the same, man. Y'all had to be the two of the, the coolest cats I've ever dealt with in, in all the DC go-go, man. I mean, it's a lot of good relationships, know a lot of different people, man. But y'all two dudes, I mean, that dude Benny would just show up. I was like, Benny, yeah. you, you come, well, he just, I, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming through, I'm coming through, I'm coming through. You know what I'm saying? It was always on some real stuff, and never on no, you know, you know how the D- DC dudes would be sometimes. Yeah, you know how I, we got I, our ego. You gotta tell me, I know. <laughs> 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 I know, I, I know. It's a lot of lot of egos out there, but you know, I try to stay away from that. But yeah, that, I miss my man Benny. Benny always had had us certain people want to go. You know, he put a band together in a minute. Yeah. And he knew who to call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he showed me a lot of things in the game, too, as far as <laughs> how to get money. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, so, man, you, you, you tell people you're going to be about 10 minutes late, but you you could do five shows in one day. That's what Benny, Benny used to be called a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know he made right. both rides and everything, and I don't know how he did it. <laughs> he was he got there making that money. He'll play he'll play with different bands too and whatnot. Oh. He go get that money. He go get it. <laughs> and, and at the end of the night, he called me. And we might even hook up after that. <laughs> and start playing cards, and he might lose half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss my man. Yeah, man. Rest we got we got real we got real close too before he passed away. Yeah, yeah, that was my dude, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Sunday nights, man, when we had that studio on the uh, on the bottom floor there up in Radio One, man, that dude knocking the window. I was like, Benny out there, let's get, get that dude up in here. He just show up, man. Mm-hmm. Kept the show going. All right, some Wildcast podcast coming to you live from some Wildcast Studios. Uh, we're live on our Facebook, our YouTube page, and on Twitter at some Wildcast Talk to my man Go Go Mickey, uh, Go Go Icon. Well, let's talk about twenty eight years with Red Essence. Why did you finally walk away, man? Just tell me. Why, why did you leave? Why did you leave the industry? Well, I don't really like talking about that, but. He got to get it out there. I walked away. I walked away on good terms. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm playing uh-huh. with Francis and Light at uh, my man, Duck, Duck the Don Perignon King's birthday party down the Blitz. Okay. You know, I right. left, left, you know what I'm saying? Gave a two week notice. You know, the good uh-huh. stuff like you're supposed to do. A lot of people just right. leave. 
Like, <laughs> Tupac and Tupac can't come back, and they they want to know why. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. You got to do it the thing the right way sometimes. Even though you know, I mean, a lot of people say it's, it's a go go. I mean, like with Ray Essa, it was a real job to us because we got checks, we paid taxes. Right. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When I, first, right. when I first got with the band, I was doing crazy stuff. When Puss had to pull me to the side, you know, because I that's how I took it. You know what I'm saying? Just having fun, playing with the band. Mm-hmm. But all the time, it's a, it was a it's a business. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! And you got to do things the right way. So I learned, like I said, from him. I left my like I said, I ain't gonna get into that, but I, I gave him a two weeks notice, <laughs> and we still our family. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's good, good that's man. good. Giving that two weeks notice, that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> fine. Like I said, I mean, white boy can call me at any time. If I'm not doing nothing, I'm there. That's hey, right, hey, man. Black, let me throw this out here to me. Hey, about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. me and Black, me and my wife, Craig, Craig and his wife, went up a, a blue, a Bethesda Blues and Jazz. Uh-huh. And we mm-hmm. sitting there, and the, and the band started cranking. And I was like, yo, is that Mickey right there? Craig looked at me and was like, man, that is Mickey. What's going on with that? <laughs> probably chances. Probably yeah. chances, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there with him, too. <laughs> I just told y'all, told y'all what Benny told me. <laughs> and, man, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. We was in that joint, man. Like, that, that's a trip down memory lane, man. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't nothing like it. I mean, just having the proper utensils there, you know, taking me back to the days we used to go to the Metro Club. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying to see prop, you know, and, and, and you know, like I said, triples and and and, and black hole to see black acid. Hole. Yeah, I mean, all that right there, man. I was just like, man, it, it, it feel like '88, '89. Summer '89 was was one of the best yeah. summers I ever had. But man. but what's the what's the best the best show ever was at the Capitol Center though. Man, that was that, iconic. That was wow. iconic. That joint was iconic, man. You know, yeah. oh man, yeah, that's the best. That's probably the best go go. Well, put it this way, and I'll err because if I say the, the best go go ever, you know, the, the youngest going to have something to say. But anyway, <laughs> right, right. right. I, I'm that not was what, 85? That 85? Huh? That, that was 85, right? 85 80, 86? 87. Okay, 87. 87 yeah. Hey, yeah. Mick, can you, can you talk a little bit about the evolution of, of go go? Like, what you, when you first got into up all the way up into where we are now, like, what were some of the biggest changes? That you see in the bands that you play with, the you know the artists and stuff. What are some of the biggest changes and evolution you see? You know, you've seen in Go Go. Well, the biggest the biggest change is we we came up. You know, um, I ain't gonna say just us. A lot of bands back then was uh, making their own making their own music. You might have maybe one or two covers. You know, slow song, break it down, break it down. Back then, you know, slow drag and all that. They ain't doing none of that now. But uh, well, you might get a slow song too. From but again, from the the groups that was doing it back then, you're not gonna get it from a younger band because uh, you know it's more more timbales, no congos. You know, it's all about the congos, cowbells. Now it's more about the timbales and drums. You know what I'm saying? And playing other people's uh, covers, playing cover songs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. That's the that's the biggest change to me. You know, a lot of times you might go in a club to see a band, uh, a band play, and there's no Congos on stage. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? You yeah, know that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Again, it's the er. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why you gotta you gotta respect the er. I mean, you know, things change. You know, I had one time my well, my son now he's 20. He got in my car, picked him up from school, 
and he was like, listen to this. He put that bounce beat at the time, which I really would I wasn't paying attention to. It. And I'm like, boy, you better take you know take that out. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, the chopping now. That's that's what they call they call it chopping. Yeah, but I, I get it because that's I mean I can say that's I guess they earn their music right now. Just like they might don't like if I put in a you know unless you went to music like my son um, BJ he can he can listen to an old wrestling tape and like it. You know he can go both ways and you might got some young like I don't want to hear you know what I'm saying. Just like I ain't want to hear that. Right, right, and they don't realize where part of that beat came from. It came from you know Chuck Brown. You know what I'm saying? The Rats of the EU, the Trouble Funk. All mm-hmm. they did was take it and just try to you know that's what we all do. Take it and mix it up a little bit, and to right. you know put it into your own field. But the bounce beat, the bounce beat. Hey, like I, if you if it's making money. Hey, if it's making money, if the lines wrap around the corner. Keep. I am. I'm not. I'm not, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not hating on it. Do your no, thing. Because no. look, right. I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. A TV show called me and me and Roy, can you do a bounce beat? And they said, we got to check. I said, yeah, I can do a bounce beat. <laughs> 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 you may, me and Roy battle, battle with um, Studio came up with a bounce beat and went up up uh, up Howard to the um up there and gave it to him. Next I know, TV, our names with a credit. Get that check. Man, I'm I'm go. It's again, it's about the earth thing, you know. I can, you know, a lot of people don't, the younger people, they they didn't come off, a lot of them, they didn't come off the porch to 96. I'm all, I would have already been like almost 10 years in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, the, in the go-go, but even before, before going to the go-go, you know, I mean, before playing to the go-go, I was going to the go-go. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was go-go at the uh, year 80, you know what I'm saying? My first brass tape. I bought. I bought my first brass tape at the bowl tonight. Why is the bowl that where I, where I met Pussy? Right. That's crazy. All right, so yeah. Wildcats Podcast coming to you live from some Wildcat Studios. Talking to my man, Go-Go Mickey. Uh, we live on our Facebook and our YouTube and Twitter at some Wildcats. Mick, um... Let's talk. Uh, I'm, I'm going timeline a little bit, okay? 28 years with Red Essence. What band did you go to after Red Essence? Was it 911? Well, the name was changed to Familiar Faces. Oh, okay. Donnie and Floyd um, changed to Familiar Faces. Then they switched it to Team Familiar. Uh-huh. So I was with, I was there. I mean, matter of fact, I just left. I just left because it, Steve Roy took over the band and they changed the name to Steel Familiar. Uh-huh. I got you. And I just I just left. Let me see. I got there 2012. I just left last year. Um, New Year's was my last show. So that's another 10 years. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. This is my 40. Matter of fact, I'm having a birthday party on my birthday, April the 2nd. Um, my 55th is going to be my 40 years in Go-Go. Wow. My man. Man. Wow. Congratulations. Hey, you on just that. answered my, my next question. 40 years, man. 40 years. Mm. 40 years. Hey, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you another question, Mick. You you always been revolutionary as far as like sound and style and things of that nature. What 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 uh I guess inspired you to do some of the things that you did? Because it's a lot of people, you know, I remember when we used to go see the Google, man. You do some things, man, and nobody ever even thought of or heard of. Yep. That just come to you naturally or 
You know, are you, are you seeing other things and, 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 and incorporating your own style and, and, and making it your own? Well, to me, I, most of my stuff come to me on stage. It's more like a field. A lot of guys, like, uh, I don't know what year, a lot of guys used to come to me and say, uh, you know, have you listened to the tapes? You know, go videotapes of the uh, the Cubans playing. And my thing was to stay away from that because I didn't want to, you know, once you lock into what they doing, you might just stay right there. And that's taken away from Go-Go. It's not, it's not a problem with playing, mixing into your, you know, what you do, because I do that. I make everybody saying, you playing Cuban or you playing Go-Go, which is good, a good thing. Um, But I tried, like I say, it's a feel to me. Whatever happens on stage comes to me um, all the time. Like, I never like to go to band practice because the band practice, I play the same beat the whole time. Okay. Mm. Now, have you have you ever felt like you know the need to cross over to other genres? Well, right now, right now, I'm playing with uh, push play with Donnell. We're weird playing. You know, this is no go go. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting down mm. playing on three big congos and bongos. We got cowbell tambourine. Y'all got to check it out. No, it's no, no go go involved. And uh, I heard y'all got a show coming up at that, but that, that's the Blues Jazz Supper Club. Oh, yeah, April the, April the 9th. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that show. Um, yeah, we just uh, had a nice show Wednesday at uh, the winery. Okay. Over yeah, Northeast. We got Funky Ned, Buggy from Backyard, mm, okay. um, Pam from Let It Flow, um, Marcus Young from um, Scooby and Kim, uh, okay. Lottie. I think Lottie still play with Sutter. Yeah, we got a nice little thing going. So, so push play does no go go at all. It's straight R and B. Yeah, R and B. Yep, jazz. Yep. Mm. We did a we did a show down. Um, a buddy of mine, E. We did a show. He's from here, but he he moved to North Carolina. So he flew mm. us down. We did a party for him. So doing the show, Donnell turned around and gave us the locket, <laughs> the locket signal, right? And we all looked at each other like, what? <laughs> I said, he must have paid him some side money or something. But I, I, I knew it was going to come, but I didn't. I, w- I wasn't expecting it for real. When he said, lock it. We, like I said, the whole band really like like looked at each other. Because we don't we do not do it here. You, you got to be there. For, you just don't know how people in my ear. Give me this beat to this. Give me that. It's crazy. Cause yeah, but for stuff it. like that, like you just said, like lock it. You know, it's, I mean, that's specifically identified with, with you and with, with Rare Essence. Did you come up with that? Or is that just something that y'all Lockett, played around with and it worked? Lockett, everybody laughing at the story. Lockett is an argument. Me and Funk mad at each other. <laughs> so I'm mad at him. So I just grab the sticks and start playing, you know, just start making, just trying to, you know, just messing around, messing with him, trying to make him mad. He ended right. up liking it. And, you know, keep it going. Keep it going. I'm like, are you serious? And he was serious, and that's how Lockett came about. Wow. That's no, shit. Mickey, Mickey, I, what, as far as transition over, like, outside of the DMV, I know, you know, EU had some, you know, hits outside of the, the DMV. Of course, Chuck Brown. Why? Why? You know, like Essence. I know. I know certain bands have was signed with different loops. You know, whatever it may be didn't get and get put out because you know you hear a lot of music and a lot of you know go go sounds. A lot of you know artists use 
I sounds, you know, maybe y'all, you know, I got paid for those, but you would think y'all would have had a, a bigger push outside of the DMV. What do you think about that? Well, I say the same thing. Like LL, LL, Kid and Play, all of them use uh, yep, logo. Yep. You know, trouble, rather be trouble. Uh, mostly trouble and Chuck Brown. I think I sampled the most. Probably trouble while I was a Golo, but I, they always say they don't know how to market Gogo, but mm-hmm. trouble. EU, Chuck. I mean, they they travel, they travel the world. Yeah. So I really, I, I mean, I, I can't pinpoint it because I remember a time where I said, after the Black Hole, we were signed to Uptown, Uptown Record. Puffy would come in the town. He would send Heavy D, Prince Marky D, all send them guys to the studio. We would leave the Black Hole and go to the studio every. It was like every weekend they would come to town. And to us, what we did, we we had a hit. But at that time, also, I don't know if y'all heard the story. Donnell had fired Puffy from. He was a dancer for Vinny D, which Donnell was managing Vinny D, and he had messed up a dance that was something to that effect at the Capitol Center. So Donnell had fired Puffy. So no, he didn't tell us that. Look, Craig Donnell, yeah, he didn't tell us that when he, he was on the tell podcast. Us that. <laughs> he we had him on the podcast. He didn't tell us. Yeah, he so at the same time, we had the black hole. Uh, Andre Arreola came and was stepping down from, you know, stepping down. Uptown, so right? he was like, this is my new man, which was Puffy. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so from, we, uh, I, I took it, I took it a sense, you know, he kept everything we gave to him. Every song, like I said, after the black hole, we was in the studio making hits to us. They was nice songs. And he would, he would say, nope. He would turn them down. I'm like, okay. Mm. We would alone. We was like, the contract we had, we was like, white boy was like, forget it. We're going to make our own. I guess if we get sued, we get sued. And we <laughs> made, you know, we just came out with an album after that. But so, I, so I, I, like, I want to say that was the reason why, you know, we had a we had a chance right there. So yeah. it's a vault somewhere with a whole bunch of unreleased RE songs. Oh, that's probably smashed. Man, nice, like, little slow song, funk. Got, like, a like a, a very white type of joint. It was a lot of stuff we did. Like I said, we were going to the studio, like, every day. But man. but to piggyback on what, what, what Derek was just saying, man, it's funny because if you go out of town, say you go to Vegas or you go to, say, yeah. the CIAA tournament down in Charlotte a couple of years ago, if you go to a party, it's a go-go party, it's only the people from the DMV and you'll have some people that's non-DMV people kind of trickling in, mm. and they like, what is this? Like, mm. you know, it's like, like I'm just really surprised that just Go-Go just hasn't caught on nationally. Yeah, all they gonna know is I'm um, doing a butt. <laughs> yeah, right, <that's> right. <laughs> I don't care where you are, you put that on, you're gonna get a reaction. Yeah, you better believe that. Yeah, Spike Lee put that on, put that down. Yeah, somebody gonna get some ass. But and that's that- the thing, because <laughs> even, even, Chuck, even Chuck Brown, he... he he toured first with the jazz band and stuff like that, and then you know with the go- with the go go. It's like you said, he he traveled the world. EU traveled yeah, the I world. Yeah, went to Japan and all that. So yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. All right, this is some Wildcats podcast coming to you live from some Wildcats studios. Uh, we talk to uh, Milton Freeman, aka Go Go Mickey, right now. Uh, <laughs> hey man, uh, you traveled too, man. I, Donnell mentioned, and I know you. Uh, y'all went to was it uh, Nigeria? Didn't y'all play for a prince? We went to uh, yeah, Lagos. 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 Ah. Lagos was uh, Nigeria. Um, we went and played for the king. 
Yeah, that was wild with me because I went, I went to uh, um, I went to South um, South Africa. The first, I went to South Africa the first week. Came home that weekend. I had a week. I called a weekend pass. I had a weekend. Yeah, right back on the plane and went to Nigeria that next that Monday. That's crazy. That's a, that's a lot of airtime right there, baby. Yeah, I mean, I got told Donnell. He was like, I was like, you only live once. He's like, you sure you're gonna be able to do that? I said, look, you only live once, and I did it with my man uh, Mark Curry, who's from DC, went to Duke Ellington, uh, moved to New York. He's a jazz, he's a jazz artist, but he likes go-go. Cause like I say, mm-hmm. he's born here. He went to Duke Ellington. So what he does is he puts his go-go with the jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right. he gets the call for it. Like, uh, I did Apollo with him. I went to Guinea. I went to Guinea. I went to to Africa a couple of times with with Mark Kerr. Hey, man, that King check had to be nice, though, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that, was, that was a beautiful thing. But, man, I, I came. When I went down there, I was like, when I came home, I was like, I'm not going to complain about, you know what I'm saying, see how they live. Outside oh, yeah. of you know where he lived, yeah. you know where he yeah. kept us at, you know what I'm saying. Outside of that, it's it's, it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Wildcats podcast, we're still talking to Go Go Mickey. Hey, you know what? We're, we're bored about this interview, Mick, because I was uh, on Facebook and I saw you put your post up saying that you're leaving still familiar. So right now, officially, are you with one band or are you still? I'm not. I'm just- not. I will push play. You will push play. Push play. All right. And whenever I get a phone call from Rashers or property tents. All right. Push play plays every Thursday night at Society Lounge. Is that correct? That's right. And early right. Sunday right. night out Nipsey's 301. Oh, that's Jihad joint. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Nipsey. Right. Right. Okay. That's the, Oh, we got to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, go, go, out go, on, go on YouTube and check it out. You know, we're doing all Tino right. Reed, all that type of stuff. All right. That's all right. That's we all right. I got to come down there and check you out with Nipsey. That's right. So coming up is that Red Essence 45 reunion, man. Is is I know you you're doing different things now. You still you know highlight yourself with other other bands and, and here and there. But is Red Essence the was that the, the pinnacle of, of your career or was it a lot more to come from Mickey? Um, no, I mean like I say, that's the that's it. I mean other than you know sitting in. Are, are you thinking about retiring? Because I know Donnell oh, no, like retired. Donnell said he retired, but he's still playing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he retired from he Go-Go. Retired from Go-Go. From Go-Go. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Except when he paid that money for that locket. Yeah, he's laid back more playing his home, but he, he's still hollering, come on. <laughs> Everybody, there's a lot of people giving him one more year till he come back. A lot of people, a lot of people yeah. doubting him, you know what I'm saying? He, that's, too, that's too much energy. He's got too much energy to be playing, be playing to calm down and whatnot. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he does, but you no, know, no more, no go go. He he looked back at me and Buggy when we and when he when he think he hit a little go go. Would you say your fifty fifth birthday party's at? Um, it's gonna be down the Hard Rock Cafe. I right, so right. mean the Wildcats. The Wildcats is in with the VIP passes, right? <laughs> yeah, bags. Sound good. He said, bag. "Yep, yeah, so we will, we will be there. We will be that. there for the lock it in, lock it in. It's, it's on video. It's on video. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, the wild even, look, even though his screen black, yeah. it's on video. It's on video. <laughs> <laughs> we see him. That's that's what I always say is the proof in the tape. 
When I, well, when man, I, always I, say I, I somebody came you. up with something, I say, nah, you got to listen to the tape seven years ago. Y'all just hearing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you, man, going through all your technical difficulties, still being able to jump on with us, man. Um, before I let you go, man, give me give me something on Pop, man. Give me give me a story on, on you and Chuck, man, and what he, what he did for you in your career, man. Man, Chuck, um, Chuck, you should call me, too. Chuck, a <laughs> Chuck would call Chuck, you know, Chuck go back way back with my 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 father back in the day, Chuck Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. him and Bobby Parker. You know, my father played with James Brown too, but oh, um wow. Wow. the only reason he couldn't travel with him because he didn't uh read read music. Played by okay. ear. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. A lot of musicians that, that does that, but you know. But anyway, yeah, Pops man. He, he always sat down to talk to me. Um, he, he always repeat himself, but he want to make sure, you know, like, whatever you do, like, whatever, because matter of fact, Donnell, I think, lives by the same thing. Like, no matter what, like, venue you in, don't hold back your talent. You know, uh, whatever you do at a regular go-go, say, like, if you in the black hole, do your same mm-hmm. show if you... Uh, uh, what's what uh, you know, like um, what's that? Evans Evans uh, what's the club? What's the the, the the little small place up Georgetown? The uh, Blues Alley. Blues Alley. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know, Donnell. We went in there. I, I knew he was gonna calm down. Man, <laughs> we went to Blues Alley. I thought we was at you know like a regular go go. But I know where mm-hmm. you got it. You know where you get it from. Chuck, you know, Chuck tell you, you don't 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 change up for nobody. Mm. If that's the way you do it, that's the way you do it. That's how you you know, that's how you make your, your money. That's how you make your living. So don't change that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is, you know, Pops will tell you, you know, what not to do. One time one time he was wondering in the studio to do how to you know how he should do something. So I I'm me <laughs> I say something. He was like, son, don't don't try to tell me how to do my music. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't saying no more to him about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, pop pop's another one. You know, if um at the time uh Foxy Rob or Mighty um Mighty uh, Mo, Pop would tell me he said, uh if if they not playing, you not you know you not doing nothing. I call you, I, you you playing, you know. So I don't want nobody else to play. Hey, yeah. Craig, Craig, I got I got a, I got a quick question. That that brought up something like like Chucky, and you know he went and started doing producing and stuff. I know he had to call y'all up and because I mean he was doing a lot for for Puffy and them and whatnot. It's like you would thought. I mean I know he brought in integrated some of the go go music, but. I would have thought he would have got y'all more involved with some of the projects that he was working on, even with Biggie. I mean, you know what I mean? He pretty much wrote all Biggie songs. I mean, album. Yeah, but again, if if Puffy was having something to do with it, that might would have blocked it. All because of Donnell, huh? We I'm gonna tell you, I I cussed Donnell out. He might don't remember. We had a show over the armory with Biggie. Onyx and all them, all them came, and this is like right at the time, you know. All them, we live here anyway. All them came in limos. I was like, down there, we could came in limos if you ain't, you know, messed it up. <laughs> 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 but yeah, 
Chucky called me to play on. I played on a couple of Chucky Jones. Um, uh, also, another good guy that's gone. Chucky Thompson. Yeah, I mean, he did, you know what? He did a record for uh, for us. Matter of fact, but it's so crazy for um, still familiar. But it's so crazy he did it, and we never performed it. Oh, it I mean, I don't know why they didn't want to play it, but I mean that's another story. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to bring you got to bring you back on. We got to talk about that stuff. We got to see if we can week, get some of that music out, out of archive and, and put it out. And we got all this social media. It's easy to put out music now. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they can do what they want with it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man, coming through. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, next time I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my fiance. Um, you mean her? I'm gonna tell her her screen one day too, so her stuff some junk too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we looking forward to seeing you on the 55th, man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I ain't playing with that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Y'all hit me the day before, cause I will forget. There's a lot of things gonna happen before that. <laughs> like, you hear that? Hey, hey, Mick, don't worry about that. Bag's gonna make sure he hits you, man. You ain't got to worry yeah, about that, on, man. Hey, look, hit me on April Fool's Day on that Friday. <laughs> nah, we gotta, right. we gotta come, we gotta come check y'all down, Nipsey. Though we got, we check. Yeah, we gotta do that too, man. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. good one. All right, I'm talking about. Y'all give it up one time for my man, Go Go Mickey. One time, appreciate you, Mickey. Thanks for coming through, man. Thank you for having me, man. All right, anytime, anytime. All right, all right. So my podcast. Coming to you live from the Zoom, I mean that from Swanky Studios, and uh, that's the show, y'all. We uh, we ran over because we had to do it for my man Mickey coming through, hollering at us and giving us some insight, some go go history with uh, Swanky's podcast. And you know what? Uh, we also we always show love at the end of every show to black businesses. So we shout out PJ's Coffee and Bowie Maryland. Shout out to uh, Mike. Is I say his name right? Mike Harris and his beautiful Mike, wife. Mike Harris. Yep. Yep, they got PJ's Coffee up in the uh, Fairwood Shopping Center up there in Bowie. Then Beignets off the chain. Shout out to the family down in Queenstown, Maryland, uh, Henderson Automotive. And also to our resident black-owned business, uh, Ezra Technologies, anything that specialize in. IT services. Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, he forgot. God damn. Take one, take one. I can't put. Uh, I can't put them on my commercial, Craig. I can't put them on the commercial. <laughs> all right, Derek. They all specialize in what, Derek? IT services, facility management, construction management. We've got some all other right. things on, on the horizon as well. We'll bring that to you soon. Yeah, Ezra Technology is a big sponsor of the Burton and Craig Shields Foundations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. sir. Twenty twenty-two. We got twenty-one years coming up in St. Louis, Missouri, and four years in the DMV coming in August twenty twenty-two. Go to the Burton and Craig Shields Foundation dot um, org. website for all the details about Community Cuts for Kids coming up in August. Man, we appreciate y'all checking us out. And uh, you know what? We'll be back in two weeks. You know how we do it. Thanks for checking out the show. Anybody got anything else to say before we get up out of here? Craig, Craig no, no, Amy said he need another job than passing out waters for for the next year for guts. Uh, I, like, <laughs> no, I like my job. I, I don't, don't get it twisted. I had a good role. Look, we didn't we just didn't, we just didn't like waiting for uh, individuals to give us some things from you know who we were waiting a long time, Craig. Oh, uh, no, no. Wait, don't mess with none of my none, none of my partners, man. Things happen. Leave my partners alone. We love everybody that helps us out with community country kids. We love y'all. Thanks for doing what y'all do.
Until next week, man. We out, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.